Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hotcast, the podcast for realtors by realtors, produced by the premier real estate brokerage of both today and tomorrow. That is Hot Doors. My name is Chris Leo. You can call me Leo. You can call me awesome, or you can call me maybe. And I'm part of the Hot Doors team, and I'm here with my co-host, the Hot Doors broker, Jeff McManaman. Jeff, say hi to everybody. Hey, what's up? Hello. Now, for those of you who this might be your first time uh, listening to the Hotcast, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are in our early stages still at this point, and our main focus right now with this Hotcast is to feature newer agents in the field, let's say five years or less, who really are making an impact. They're doing a lot of the right things, and they're basically providing excellent examples, even through mistakes, of how to do real estate well. And we're doing this kind of to inspire or to help guide or provide newer agents or really any agents who listen to this, in, uh, with just kind of a pathway into successful businesses. Because as we always talk about, it's one of those things we that, bit, um, <clears throat> I guess one of the lesser known or lesser emphasized points is that as realtors, we, do, we are our own business owners. And so today we are proud to have uh, Maggie Hubert. So Maggie, why don't we like, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't you start with, tell us what brokerage you belong to and how long you've been in the game. I am with Keller Williams Greater Metropolitan, and I've been in real estate since August of 2019. August 2019, wow. A year and a half. Boy, a year and a half. So I guess at this point you've had, um, so you're probably like, I don't know. 25, 20, you look like 25, 26, 27 years old. So in that, and that, that, those years that you've spent before this, what were you doing before uh, real estate? Uh, what did your life look like before and what moved you into real estate? So I have a degree in early childhood education. Uh, I taught for 13 years. The last four of my teaching career, I was in Garfield Heights and I was in the second grade classroom and I didn't like it anymore. So I left. <laughs> so, boy, I mean, thank you so no, much. No, no, be super candid. Did, yeah. you, did you fucking hate it? I, I fucking hated it. I hated everything about it. <laughs> yeah, well, tell at us the end, At the end of it. it just, because we have, we've had, uh, like, you know, we've had, you know, Sean Kinster on this before, and he was a former teacher. I'm a former teacher, so uh, who knows what other former teachers might be out there. So, like, tell, tell us what you hated about it. So, teaching is a job that you can't shut off. There's no separating yourself from your work and it's really hard when you put a hundred percent of yourself into something and you don't feel like you're getting it back if that makes any sense so I was in a district that had very difficult children very difficult parents and an administration that just was very lacking let's just say so it was I felt like I was fighting an uphill battle on roller skates and every time I would make a foot progress up that hill you slide back another three feet and I was sick of doing it mm -hmm. I don't know, that's a great analogy, the uphill on roller skates. My gosh. Oof. And, yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, so much can be said about terrible leadership. I don't know that I've ever really worked with great administrative leaders in any, you know, any, um, how should I say, like, school setting like that. So, yeah, that's totally understandable. So with that in mind, it was, you know, basically eating at you. Um, it was consuming your life. What appealed to you about real estate and how did you make that transition for from teaching to real estate? So, let's see. In my brother was living was living in Colorado and he decided that he wanted to move back. So, I started looking at a house for houses for him with a good friend of mine, Hobie Kutris. 
Um, we were, she, she was in color once, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Cross paths with her. We love her. Yeah. We love her. <laughs> she I, really I is. run into her in every coffee shop. Uh, she loves coffee, especially Starbucks. Yep. Um, and she's wonderful. And we just had a really good time. And I've always been interested in real estate. I work with a contractor on the side. I paint on the side. I do tiling. I do flooring. So houses in general have always been interesting to me. And we just had a really good time. And she's like, you know, you can do this. And that was it. I, st- I literally started looking into Hondros. Uh, a few weeks after that. Oh, and so were you doing school at the same time you were teaching? Yes. So okay. I, I was getting, I was working, I was working as a teacher. So I had planning periods. So instead of grading my papers like I should have been, I was on the Hondros. <laughs> you know, during my lunch break, I was on the Hondros site. I was taking those freaking modules that you take forever, but I got it done. Yeah. And how long did it five, take? Five five months. Good for you. Five months. So I so teaching. I resigned in May. And I took my test in July, and I was licensed by July 17th. Wow, good for you. And so that was that's commendable, too, because you're taking that risk. It's like you resigned. You gave up. I mean, 13 years in teaching, oh you gosh. gave up the security. Yes. And this is what people don't it's understand. A government it's like job. giving it all up. It's the, a government, the job. government job. The pension. The pension. The STRS. retirement. The yeah. health insurance. That, that was awesome. Up. That should tell you how much I hated this. <laughs> it was, and you know, it was it was scary, but I also had a really good support system, and I'm lucky that I had that support system, and I just I went for it. Yeah. Well, Jeff, that's interesting. So all all three of us here in the same room have like made it through career changes. Jeff, I want to kick it to you. What were you doing before you decided to go real estate, and what kind of brought you into real estate? Because uh, your journey, I mean, kind of like similar in the same way. I mean, similar yet different. Yeah. From I, I worked for I worked for marketing agencies. I worked for the I worked for the if you Google top places in Cleveland to work, I worked for all these places, and I hated everything, and. I like I tried to look at what's the common denominator. I'm like the common denominator is me. Like I'm just not happy. I'm not being fulfilled. Like I'm working for all these great culture places. You know, I'm doing innovative great work and it just wasn't fulfilling me in any way. Um so I I walked away and I I I I was in a position, you know, lucky for me, my wife had a great job. Um, I lived in my first house, so I had very low life overhead. So I quit before I even had my next thing. I got like a part-time job just to like pay the bills and you know, cover cover myself. Um, I was mopping floors uh, while I was in my first few months of real estate. So don't uh, don't think that you're too, fa- with your bachelor's degree, don't feel like you're too fancy to mop some floors. Um but uh, but yeah, so that's what I that's what I did. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a great point that you bring up to every uh, everyone out there who's listening. It's like you don't think that you're too good to for you know a certain job or whatever. I remember you know so I, when I quit teaching um, and I started my own thing and like things were real rough after the like a year in. I was like, man, like I ended up taking like a quick little marketing job for two weeks where I was going around with a bunch of people who were like tagging garbage cans in the middle of the summer and it's like you know it's just one of those things that it, that was a very vital i feel like stepping stone into where i am now and being able to work here with you um but anyway not about me uh so maggie coming back to you uh with where real estate is you know fit in with your life journey um what have you found that you have gotten from real estate or what has real estate given to you 
that you would have, there was no way that teaching was ever going to provide that for you. So they're more similar, I feel, than people think, because when you're teaching, you're meeting a set of needs. And when you are showing people houses, you are also meeting a set of needs. They might be different needs, but you're still meeting them. So, you know, my, how I'm a people person and talking in front of kids all day long, teaching and the parents, I feel like that really helped. <laughs> no worries. No, that, that's great. To, <laughs> that's great that you're able to, you know, make that connection because a lot of times people, I, I think about this, people will be like, oh, you don't have experience in this or you don't have experience. And people just want to talk about, you know, direct experience in life. Like people be out there and we, we deal with this with new agents. New agents, oftentimes they'll be like, oh, well, what if this person is worried that I haven't sold 20 or 50 homes yet? It's like, well, like, that's an it internal problem matter. anyway. Like, the bottom line is, have your, like, ex direct experience in many ways can be overrated, at least first, because what really matters is, has, have all of your life experiences, have those indirect experiences provided you with the skills necessary to meet people's needs, Absolutely. like you just said. And, mm -hmm. like, obviously, with you being a teacher, you being able to make that correlation, it just shows exactly well, how to like, do that. you know, buying a house is a huge investment, and when you're looking for someone to help you through that process, you want to go with someone that you know, you like, and you trust. I mean, it's like as simple as that, you know? I think uh, a huge, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. The The trustworthy factor is the biggest thing. Like, Maggie, you come from a world, a world like teaching, that is a high trust. Oh, especially it's, with the teachers. It's already pre, like people already have a high level of trust with teachers, you. Right? And they've known, you know, the people that have known you for 10 years that have known you're a teacher, like they already trust you. Um, and that's a huge pool of people for that, you know, when I was a substitute and I was at a charter school for a year and a half and I still keep in contact because of Facebook with all these people still. I'm always, I, my husband's always like, you're always on your phone. I said, yeah, but technically I'm working. Yeah. I mean, I am. There are previous jobs that like almost translate well to this because they are high trust, like, uh, anything healthcare related, yeah, uh, nursing, very high trust, yeah. nursing, uh, even firefighting, mm -hmm. cops, men, stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, those are high trust positions as opposed to, um, you know, I think people who come in from like the car sales world, that's a challenge because um, it's not a high Very trust trusting. position. Um, there's bartenders. They have a challenge because it's not it's not the most trusting thing. Flip side, I'm like, those are two really social things. So I'm like, maybe the trust isn't there, but they have a leg up on the sales aspect of the job. So I'm like, it's all give and take. We all kind of cross the finish line, but we get there in different ways. So I like that you said sales because I always tell my clients that I feel like I'm the worst salesperson ever because I work with my friends friends and family and referrals and I don't want to just sell them a house like that's not my goal I want them to feel happy and I want them to feel like they made a good decision and if I see something wrong I'm not just going to try to shove this house off on someone you know it's, sure. I feel like sometimes people think real estate agents are very salesperson-y and they're yep. just trying to get you in a house just so they can get their paycheck but that's not that's not who I am I sleep with myself at night you really want to sell a house, you really don't want to field the phone call one month later of, I don't like this house. Exactly. <laughs> like, I would rather, I fear that phone call more than I like selling the house, basically. Right. And I feel like for my buyers, they, I tell them, I say, you, you know you can feel like you can feel it when you walk into a house if it's the right one for you. You'll, you'll know. I'm a big believer. You'll know in the first five seconds if it's, you're going to buy that. Right. Like, it's 100%. you walking through it is just kind of the formality of exactly. it. Exactly. Um, I mean, I felt like that with my house. 
I, and I still feel like that with my house, and I've been there since 2012. Both, I remember, I've bought a few houses just in the last few years, and both of them I've walked into, and I, I knew the second I opened the door that I was like, the first one I said, oh crap, I bought it on the 4th of July, and I said, oh crap, I gotta cancel my barbecue. Um, <laughs> and that was literally, like, it literally is how it happened. Um, and the second one, I, I opened up the door, and I was like, all right, this is it, like, I, I know it. Um, and I didn't see, I, I didn't need to see it. Um, but yeah, it's it's very true. You'll it's know in the true. first I two seconds. I think I looked at 11 houses, and then when we walked into the, the one, I just knew it. The vaulted ceilings. The vaulted <laughs> I was like, this is it. Uh, we're, we're all suckers here for vaulted ceilings. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's great that you bring up the point, and both of you just touched on it, uh, the relational aspect of this job, or what should be the relational aspect of this job. Because let's be serious, there are, everybody knows realtors. There's are, there are tons of realtors out there. But I always like to tell people, okay, yes, on the one hand, yes, it's a sales job, but realistically, it is a relationship job. Like, this is a job that is, it's all about the people and you know that's probably you know one of the reasons why you're doing so well you haven't even been in in this for three years and you're already doing so well because like I said your previous experiences have made you that person that can be trusted upon and so there you <laughs> so I know you guys can't hear that now she just kind of like threw up her arms she's like I don't know why but think of the confused emoji on, uh, on your iPhone <laughs> so obviously it's not all, you know, rainbows and butterflies all the time here in real estate. So what has been the most challenging thing for you thus far? Uh, well, real estate, I don't know. I feel like it came kind of easy to me. I feel like the most challenging part was just taking the leap of just doing it. You know, like you get your license and you just kind of have to take off running with it. I feel like that was the most challenging part. And when you say take off running with it, what do you mean by that? Can you explain well, a little more? Well, I wasn't one, like I told you guys previously, I, I quit my job. So I didn't, I had nothing else. So it's like, this is, you have to do this. This is, this is what you're banking on. You had 13 years experience here and you were like, oh, I'm not doing it anymore. So you, I, I had to take off running with it. I mean, I totally took advantage of all the KW productivity coaching. You know, I took advice from Mr. Michael Voyage, who I love so much, and I just, I did really well with it. And you, uh, as you kind of talk to, you mirror me in a lot of ways. You, A, you took the leap and you just went in full time. Um, you also, you started a little bit later in life. You know, there, I say later in life, a, a majority of the people who get their license, you know, come from everywhere. But I do think there's like this sweet spot of your late 20s, your early 30s, where everybody you know is actually transacting in real estate. Like your social circle is transacting. Like I always say, the 18-year-old has the struggle of you just graduated high school, none of your friends are buying houses. Um, the 32-year-old doesn't have that struggle. Um, everybody they know is, is transacting. You kind of just have to be in the middle of it. And it make helps sure that I have that a 32-year-old brother too, so that's like right in that. Mm. I mean, he's, and I have to close three of his friends, four of his friends. You also have your, your son, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm a, like, I never worked hard until I had kids. Like it's, I, I'll, I'm, I was a crappy employee, honestly. Like, and then I had kids and it's, it gives you, I'm like, you have a real, you have a very real why, uh, behind you. Um, so I think that helps too. Uh, you've got, you've got all these things that kind of point to why you shot up pretty quickly. Right. Um, whether you give yourself credit for them or not, you know, um, 
And so, um, yeah, with you saying that's been like challenge, the challenge to just kind of get moving, get off the ground. I hope you're hope you're listening, uh, everybody out there. That's it. Once you get that license, it's not time to you know rest on your laurels. You gotta gotta move. It's your own business at this point. Um, I just quit your job and do it. <laughs> quit your job and do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us one of your most joyful moments so far like one of the like give us a give us a good personal story one of the one of the something that's you know really touched you on a heart level touching or i mean i have a really good story where i was trying for a very long time to find an old friend of mine a property where he can discharge his firearms and after a very several failed offense of septic tank systems we finally found him a house that butted up to a farm three acres uh, the septic tank failed again, but the seller was willing to replace it, and it must have taken us, it was right in the middle of COVID, it must have taken us five months to close on that house. And now he's allowed to blast away. Oh, he's blasting away, and he is <laughs> loving it. So, you know what, it's stuff like that, or when, you know, people, I'll get messages, you know, especially around Christmas time, and one of my clients, they made this big move, they had this little bungalow, and they made a move to retire in like a little ranch condo. And that's a huge change for someone of that, you know, this guy, he's a tinkerer. He liked to have his garage and his yard. And that's a huge change to go to a one floor condo, you know? And they sent me a picture. They bought their house in July and they sent me a picture in December of their Christmas tree by the fireplace. And they said, this is just the mm. best decision we made. Yeah. And it just makes you feel real good. You're part of something. We're, we're a part of, you become part of people's lives. You that really do. A lot of people in a lot of different professions don't get a chance to get that intimate or that close with people. That's true. Um, so again, it kind of goes back to the trust thing. Like they do have to trust you because they're going to let, you're going to be led into a lot more of their world. I'm, I'm much more of a marriage counselor than I am a realtor. Oh my gosh, like, you have no idea. Um, <laughs> like maybe you and your husband should sit down and talk about what you guys like. Make a pros and cons list yep. here. Oh, that's the, so funny. That's true. I it's I, I get so many people who ask me like I don't know anything about houses. I'm like if you don't need to. I'm like honestly the houses is probably the last part of the puzzle. I'm like and, and you're fine. I'm like you're good. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you're just kind of. Go back a, a little bit in the weeds here. Um, oh, my wife's calling. We're going to decline her. Red button. <laughs> yeah. um, what is the biggest win in your business right now? Um, you've gotten going. You're, you're climbing. You're doing so much better than the average. My biggest win is that I actually capped twice in 2020. That's, there you that's go. That's a pretty good win. Yeah. So I told you guys earlier I got my license August of 2019. So I capped with Keller Williams July 2020, and then I capped again December 2020. That's a that's that's pretty good. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's pretty good. Good yeah. for you. Uh, that's great. It is it's a pretty good win. No, yeah, that's a yeah, huge win. win. <laughs> um, it's that cap is tough to kick, especially for new people, and the fact that you can kick it twice inside of 18 months, it's like unreal. I. I if you, I don't know if they keep record of that, but ask them to look up if anybody else has ever done that. I guarantee the answer is probably no. Like, um, so That's, uh, that is amazing. Um, do what's like? So what's contributing to that? Like, where are you not where are you getting the business from? But what do you think is like helping you? Um, like, what cap is, twice and be yeah. a winner. I don't. I it's my 
it's because I talked to, I feel like I just talked to so many people. I can't, you know, I taught for 13 years. I worked at the zoo for almost two years. What I, were you doing there? Uh, interpreting, basically. Like, I gave rules. You know, the lorikeet cage where you feed the little yeah. birds. I did that, and I had to tell everyone the rules. I did, I worked in Australia, the whole Australia area, like, where the truck is, Pete's truck. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, let people touch the hides and everything. That's sweet. I did the petting zoo, uh, the giraffe feedings. Wow. The giraffe feeding. So that was pretty cool. But that's a huge pool of people from the zoo. Like, I met a ton of people there, and I still talk to a lot of them. They have referrals coming in. I was an assistant manager at a pet store for almost three years. Like, not only all those employees that were there, but all the people that came in there, too, that I kept in touch with. So I just have a large pool of people, and I talk to everyone and, a lot. And clearly, they like you, because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise the, you would not be where you're at if the, the most of your, excuse me, if most of your business is coming from your sphere and sphere referrals. It literally that... is 100% of my sphere. Like, when I first started, I told you guys you had to take off running, so um, I got one of our dogs from a rescue, Motley Crew Rescue, and I contacted the director, and I was like, hey, if I can, if you guys can help promote me, I'll every referral that I close, I'll give whatever to, you know, I'll donate X amount of dollars to your um, to the Motley Crew, and I I got a couple from there, and I went to their like Christmas thing, and I donated whatever money to go into there, and I passed out little uh, my business cards were tied to dog bones, oh. like little dog treats, so I did that to try to you know it's like you have to try all these different things to get going. Uh, I love it too because in the beginning. In the beginning, you have to just do a little oh, bit more to squeeze the yeah, lemon, you, you know? Really I'm like, you really have to just... The open houses that I was, you know, I was hosting everyone else's open houses yep. in the beginning. Um, did you, so you mentioned open houses. Did you do, so I call that kind of part of like a chase pillar. Like, in the beginning, you have to chase some business and you got to you do some things that are a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, so you mentioned open houses. Were those working for you, not working for you? Were, I think you were my first open house on Applewood. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't like to talk about Applewood. That was my very first open house. There are was two for tra- you on Applewood. <laughs> there are two transactions that uh, we like. That's to, one they're of both them? woods, Applewood and Tanglewood. And someday we'll talk about Tanglewood, but yeah. not right now. There's, <laughs> a, there's a full podcast episode to be said on uh, on on one of those deals for sure. Um, did so so you're welcome. Thank uh, you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but truthfully, did uh, were you able to get business from it? And you can say no. No, like, I didn't get one single person uh, because I've never gotten anybody no, from an open house. Literally, not no one. And um, I did it for four or five months until I was just like, "Fuck this, sorry." Did uh, and did you? <laughs> you don't need to apologize. Real talk here. Yeah, you know. I just I decided right away that I wanted a friends and family referral based business. Yeah, like that's what I told myself I wanted. That's how I wanted to run my business. I tried the other pillars because that's what I was told to do in my coaching thing. Sure. And I feel like my sphere 100% is what's working for me. And that's what I have 100% focused my efforts on. I think, uh, I, th- I, I don't think it's an accident either. You've gotten off and running um, because you've leaned on your sphere. Um, and, and you get you, you become a pinball and you just get, so you start getting bounced around amongst people you know. And I like it. Um, and, it's, and then their friends and family. It's and then in, their friends and family. It's enjoyable. Like you, you, 
you will like the job more when you're working with people that well, you, you can like. Be honest, right? Yeah, you can be you, honest with these people. You don't have to be as buttoned up. You don't have to be uh, as by the book. Um, and you can, you're right. Like you can just. I mean, I feel like in my case too, honesty is the best policy. I'm, a, I'm very transparent and I'm very honest. And sometimes I feel like I need to shut that off because I'll walk into a house and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yep. But you know, you got to shut that off because they have to make their own. They yeah. have to say that themselves first. I uh, the one time I put my foot in my mouth was one of the first deals that one of the one of my people bought, um, and and I like commented on how ugly it was, and they didn't think it was as ugly as I thought it was. Um, so yeah, it happens. Don't uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Don't be afraid to say it. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to shut up either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, go ahead. Yeah, um, so we've had a lot of positivity throughout this whole entire thing. Um, I just something that I always want people to know is people say it's like those first year agents, there are going to be deals that go bad and things that weigh on your conscience and weigh heavily on your soul. Can you tell us what was one of your worst war stories and something that uh, had given one of the deals that there was something going on in that deal that just was awful and that just for the sake of, you know, kind of helping everybody to know that they're not alone when these things happen. So you guys remember when I told you the best deal was the Steps King House? Yeah. Also the worst deal. Yeah. Also oh. the worst deal. Uh, the first one that we were under contract with, because this, you know, he was under contract twice. So the second one was the good part. The first one was the worst part. I was new. It was a septic. I'd never dealt with it before. Um, this house was a complete shit show on top of the septic needing replaced. Um, but he was, he's young and he was willing to, you know, if I can, we can shoot and go, still take care of everything else. Right. Yeah. So we were going back and forth with her. She wasn't really trying to budge on the price. She came down a few thousand. She said, I'll come down a few thousand, but I'm going to take my ceiling fans and my carpet out of the house. And I was like, well, I'll just buy him a new ceiling fan as a housewarming gift. And the carpet is fucking disgusting. So please do us the favor and pull it out. You should <laughs> yeah. be saving us, you know, you'd be time saving us time and energy and money. Um, so she said that she would replace a septic tank. I told you I was new at this. I called so many people to try to just figure out, you know, what even is this? Like, how does it work? Are there different kinds? Like, yeah. do you need a permit? Do you not? Does someone, like, I didn't know anything. Um, I did all this research. Had, they had, it had to be installed before closing. They didn't want to ask for money. Because yeah. the county said it had to be, Lorain County had to be done before. Yep. So then we had to get a company to agree to put it in before getting paid. Yep. We had to have the lady agree to paying for it all because I'm not going to have my first time. The house is a shit show already. Yeah. I'm not going to have him put any money into it, right? So she agrees to it. She signs. Who did it? Burnett's? Burnett's. Oh, we love Burnett's. Love Burnett's. Dan and Burnett's. <laughs> shout out to Dan at Burnett's. He's amazing. We love him. Love him. So everything was good to go. And... The company called the agent and said they couldn't get a hold of the seller. So the agent's calling and calling and calling. Can't get a hold of the seller. Knocks on the door. No seller. Tries calling the brother that's involved. Seller has literally ghosted us. Two, three weeks go by. No one is more like, this lady dead? Like, where yeah. is this lady? She contacted, she called the agent back and said she's not selling her house anymore. <gasps> and that was the end of it. Oh, and uh, and then it gets better. It gets better. So first time home buyer, 
Um, he put down, I don't know, 1500 bucks for the earnest money. She wouldn't sign it. <gasps> she wouldn't sign the earnest money thing. He was all upset. We wasted four or five months now looking for this house that he thought was going to sell. He had somewhere that he had to get out of. It was like a big fucking disaster. Oh, man. And I just think of all the different phone calls that the need to be made. The phone calls, the And the time, stress and the earnest money. Going back and forth oh, with the just agent. Get, just get your fucking client to sign the earnest just money. Just sign the papers. Like, yeah, that was man. very stressful. But, that was but you're stressful. still alive, right? Yes. You she, made it? Yes, I uh, made it. And you know what? I'm a, I, I'm a septic expert now. I, so, I mean, I could probably build that shit myself if I had to. See, and I was just going to ask, like, what did you learn from it? But there, it, it, totally unprompted. There you go. Yeah, like, you I got mean, it. Like, she, I'm like, very The knowledge confident. that was gleaned from that. So on top of that, too, follow around your inspectors. <sighs> follow, even if they don't want you to, follow them around. All good. It's another. It's a. It's an agent from my house that signed the contract. I call back. You're good. Um, so mentioned war stories. I guess to kind of go down the uh, the pain rabbit hole a little bit. Um, anything that you're struggling with in business right now, or you've struggled with in the past? I mean, the only problem is right now is the crazy sellers market that we're in, and I'm such a heavy buyers agent that I feel bad for all my buyers. Yeah. Um, That's the struggle right now. So, I guess in terms of like, have you done anything to, so I, this was a big weakness for me and this was something that I, I really plugged at. Um, I, I was the same. My first year I sold 20 houses and 18 of them were buyers and two of them were listings. And mine was, mine wasn't that, I sold 22 houses and it was almost, it was almost half and half. See? Wow. So, uh, that's great. That's half incredible. and half. If you if I could be half and half today, I'd be happy. Um, but do have you done have you done anything to focus more on listings? Do you want to focus more on listings? Do you care? So I do, and I do like listings because they're just they're just easy. They're just, they just easier, are, they're just guys. I'm gonna be honest so with you. They're easier. just easier. They just, they just are. They honestly are. Um, I'll take what I, I take whatever I can get. Like I said, I like the buyer aspect of it because I like houses. Yeah. I like going into houses. I see potential in houses. I can visualize, let's knock this wall down. Let's rip out this carpet. Let's open up this kitchen. Yep. And I enjoy that. So I don't mind having buyers. And it's funny because right now I have three buyers that want to list with me. Yeah. And they, But they don't have to list to buy. So they're all waiting to get under contract because that, that's my advice, you yeah. know. Wait till yeah. we get through the inspection phase. Wait till the appraisal, and then when it's just lending, because they're soft. I mean, I know yeah. they're solid. Then we'll list your house. One. So <laughs> the pipeline is just filling Man, up. Yeah, bring it. Up. Let it rain. <laughs> You're exploding. Um, yeah. One thing uh, you kind of touched on something that made me think of when I when I invest back in the business. Um, a lot of the money I spend or the investment back into the business goes to goes towards listings um, as opposed to buyers. It's just a better it's a better dollar spend. It's a better dollar return. It's, um, it is. It's just because if you think about it, how much time do you spend wanting your buyers around? How much time are you in your car back and forth with buyers? And they don't like the house. I mean, if you one buyer looks at what, what ten to twenty houses, maybe if yep. you're good, five would be great, but. Chance of that happening, you know. I coached with uh, I coached with Jeff Glover, and he gave like the one of the kind of the best advice on that. He said, "If you have a listing and the house falls through, you still have a listing under contract. 
if you have a buyer and it falls through, you're back to work, basically. Exactly. Um, and then I. That's exactly right. I, I, I just like I think about that all the time when I like, even like if I have a listing that I have to release or something goes bad, like I always re- try to remember that. Um, there's always there's there's gonna be fire, especially now. Fires are winding up. And people there, the the team is always you know quick to mock me about being too quick to make light of a bad situation. But every time one of our listings something happens and it you know falls out of contract, like sweet, let's get the thing back on the market today. Like it's no so no easy. time to grieve. It's, like let's just get the release. Like good. Like boom. Right. Like sweet. Like they, <laughs> sweet buyers wanted to be a bunch of assholes. Yeah, Fine. Cool. Like next moving one. on anyway. Next. Yep, next one. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. That's that easy. It's literally yeah. that easy. Yeah. Um, so listings are. Easier. Anything you've shied away from? Anything that you wished you leaned into at all? Like literally nothing. I've tried to dabble in um, commercial a little bit. How did that go? It's kind of interesting. So I didn't really do like the huge commercial buildings, but I have a client that's looking for an office space. Sure. So it's a little easier to do yeah. that, but I'm willing to, you know, I think I called you a couple weeks ago about someone that wanted to do a rental, condo rental with me and had some questions. I... I like learning, so I will take everything. So, moral of the story. Uh, try everything. Try everything. Take a swing you try at anything you can. Exactly. And even if you screw it up or you fit, like, look. There is no screwing it up. We'll make sure you don't give someone's house away accidentally. Uh, other than that. <laughs> it's going to be kind of hard to do, but. Other than that, you're going to be fine. Like, you're going to survive it. Uh, and truthfully, I mean, I think that's a great way to end it. Great positive note. Try it. Try everything. You're going to make mistakes, yeah, but don't it's all good. Don't to get your hands in there, too. Yeah, so thank you so much, Maggie, for joining us. This was the Hot Cast. We hope you all enjoyed it. Hope it was good for you. It was good for us. Peace. <laughs>